Welcome to the Think Orange podcast, where we want to encourage and equip leaders like you who are investing in the faith and future of the next generation. I'm your host, Candace Wynn, and this month we're talking about what's new in 2023. That's why this week we are so excited to be joined by the author of one of our favorite new books for teenagers, Shane Sanchez. Shane has spent over a decade in youth ministry before joining the team here at Orange as our director of high school content. In this conversation, we'll talk about Shane's new book, How to See God, and what it looks like to lead a post-pandemic generation of teenagers towards a resilient and everyday faith. You can find his new book at howtoseegodbook.com. But for now, enjoy this interview with Shane. Hey there, I'm Crystal, and I am here with my friend Shane, where we're about to have a fantastic conversation about his new book and all kinds of other things. But first, like the child that I am, I have notes on my phone to ask you questions that are just ridiculous. Okay, let's do it. You ready? Yeah. Okay, you get one ice cream flavor for the rest of your life. What are you going for? Cookies and cream. Not, like, really? It's not even a conversation. Oreo is... What brand? The, what do you mean, what brand? Oh, sorry, but like... Homemade. Are you homemade? Yeah, I do. I churn my own butter, too. Yeah. Okay, um. next question. That's <laughs> terrible. Okay, one movie on repeat for the rest of your life. Ooh. Oh. That's tough. Uh, Interstellar. Interstellar's mm-hmm. good. That mm-hmm. one messed with my head a lot. It did. Me, too. That was yeah, really good. It, it would be hard to watch over and over, but it's just so good. It is so good. Um, okay. I love this. Could you describe your fashion sense in a word? No. no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that's a tough question. Um, hype dad? <laughs> so, like, hype beast, but I'm a dad, and I just own that. Is that fair? For those who are listening in audio, I cannot get my jaw off the floor. Why? Why? What's wrong with that? I, yeah, I love. Wow. What's okay, wrong with love, that? No, nothing wrong. It is fantastic, and I <laughs> love it. Oh okay. no, my my wife dresses me. That, that, that's okay, more man. than one word. That's more than one word. No. <laughs> shout out. I know I care about clothes though too. So shout yeah. out to your wife. Yeah. Um. Okay. So if you had to pick one human mm-hmm. to promote. To superhero, who would you pick? <laughs> um, one human to promote to superhero. I I want to say Michael Scott on The Office, but I think that'd be <laughs> problematic. And he's a character, so he's human, but that Good gets anti-hero. complicated. Um, probably my three year old Elliot. Seriously, because okay. he kind of has that vibe. I think he would own it. He's really, really sweet, but um, he could also take on some some. Uh, <laughs> Some super villains, too. Yeah, yeah. That's really fun. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Um, I know we've been friends for a long time. We've gotten yeah. to work together for a long time. But for those who are watching or listening who don't know you, who all they know about you now is is cookies and cream and hype dad. <laughs> <laughs> Am I ever going to live that down? <laughs> Probably not. I don't know why that pops in my head. Probably no. not. I didn't want to say hype beast, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Well, for those who don't know you as anything else, can you just give us like a brief history, life and times of Shane Sanchez? Yes. Wow. Um, Yeah. So that's my name, Shane Sanchez. Uh, Mm -hmm. I am married to my wife, Heather, who dresses me, as I said. I've got four kids at home as well. That's my priority and what's most important to me for sure. Mm -hmm. I I grew up in church, Mm -hmm. but especially during my high school years, you know, went through that phase of um, showing up, but not necessarily Mm -hmm. living out. My faith, 
But it was right after high school where I got really involved in ministry. I went to Bible college. And a few years after that, I was a youth pastor. <laughs> so um, I've spent actually over the last decade, it's, it's been more than a decade, mm-hmm. um, in youth ministry, whether that be different volunteer roles, volunteer staff roles, or um, as a, a staff member and a youth pastor. So I uh, did that and then joined the team here at Orange um, just mm-hmm. a little bit over a year ago, which has been really good. I know, like you yep. said, we've known each other for a long time, but um, um, I had worked and contributed to Orange for years. Mm-hmm. So to now be on the team has been really, really great. Well, it's been really fun to have you here. Thanks. When we first met, Shane was a youth pastor at Mission Community Church in Arizona. And constantly I was getting the question, like, who are some of the best youth pastors in the country? And your name was always at the top of that list. And I just really admired that the work that you did there. And at that time, I'm pretty sure that neither one of us could have imagined sitting here with (laughs) this book. Yeah, that's wild. Sitting beside us. This is How to See God, your brand new devotional for teenagers, four weeks on the fruit of the spirit. And I wanted to ask, what made you decide to write a devotional for teenagers at all? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. I mean, there were a couple factors. Really practically, I was asked to. Um, so <laughs> that helped and, and motivated <laughs> me toward it. Um, um, but I, I know that from my experience as a youth pastor, it was a question that I would always have, but I would also have friends asking, like, hey, what are great student devotionals? It yeah. feels like there's still a need mm-hmm. in that space. So there was something about getting to offer mm-hmm. um, a, a resource and a tool for students to use that would be helpful mm-hmm. that I think was really compelling to me. But also, I, I just really care a lot about helping students see God, but mm-hmm. experience God um, in their everyday lives. And a devotional is a great way to begin to build habits um, that last beyond the four weeks that that are in the content and hopefully for the rest of their lives. So um, that concept and and really that, that vision for it are what inspired me to write it. Awesome. Yeah. One thing I really, I really love about this book is the cover that you chose. It could not be more noticeable, <laughs> but I love it because as a church volunteer who works with teenagers, yeah. I've gone looking for devotionals for the girls that I have served, and they, you find things that have like butterflies and kites <laughs> on them. Like it just looks weird. Yeah. And this is something that I feel like they would not mind having on their desk at school. They for wouldn't sure. mind having in their bathroom. Yeah. Um, it's true for, for guys or girls. And then there's some like hidden stuff yes. in the cover. That's yes. kind of fun that goes with the book. For sure. But when I see this title, I feel like we need to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Not only is it a bold color, that's a bold <laughs> title. Yeah. So is it, possible to see God? Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, I'm sure there's been plenty of people who've said, oh yeah, I saw God, but we'd probably have some questions in those scenarios. Yeah, we don't trust those. Um, But as we were working on it, and I I have to give a shout out to the greatest lead editor in the world, who's you, Crystal Chang. You're the lead editor on this book and it wouldn't have happened without you. you. Um, So I'm incredibly grateful for you. And as we were having conversations about the title, like Mm -hmm. I remember feeling like, oof, that's bold, yeah. but the the whole purpose of even just that title and that statement is to give a new way to think about what it means to see God. So mm-hmm. yes, even though God is physically invisible, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's not a tangibility to God that we all would love to have. Mm-hmm. There are ways to see God at work mm-hmm. in our world. There are ways to see God at work in your life, in mm-hmm. the lives of those around us, and in the world at large. And that's the hope that as students would walk through this, they would understand that they can see God at work even though they can't see God tangibly. 
That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, practically. Mm -hmm. There's this question that you ask at the end of literally every single day of this devotional, yeah. which is, where did you see God today? Yeah. So we're going to practice here for everyone listening. That's great. Shane Sanchez, where did you see God today? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, this morning was cold and cloudy. And this mm -hmm. is going to make, I don't know, the older I get, the more that I enjoy cold weather. I don't mm -hmm. know what that is. I don't know. Maybe it's part of my like hype dad era or something. Love punishment. But, um, <laughs> no, but there's something about it that makes me feel alive. And you can see God present mm -hmm. in the natural world around us. Okay. There's something about experiencing um, God's creation and the beauty of how God even created our bodies to be able to, to feel and interact with the environments that we're in, mm -hmm. that if we're intentional about mm -hmm. and we stop and we take a deep breath in those moments and go, hey, this is unique or this is different or it's the sun shining on your face or whatever that is, it can remind us that God is actually present. God is with us. God loves us. And I actually think that's one of the things um, that teenagers today mm -hmm. are best at. They're often way more aware of those things than those of us who are adults. That makes sense. Okay, so natural world is one place, mm -hmm. but... For a teenager, what are the other places that you're saying that they should yeah. look for God or that they're able to see God yeah. in their everyday lives? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I remember as a teenager, teachers who had mm -hmm. a lot of grace on me. Oh. That's a great way to see God, you know? Yeah. It's that teacher who um, understands why the homework assignment isn't done mm -hmm. or um, has the direct and honest conversation with you, but at the same time helps you get better or helps you mm -hmm. improve your grade or whatever else. What a great example of God's grace and God's kindness. Now, whether that teacher even understands that they're doing that is one thing, mm -hmm. but that's what's beautiful is every single person was created in God's image. Mm -hmm. And there are aspects about us that reflect God's image to the world around us. So it may be even in grace or forgiveness from one of our teachers at school where we can see God. <laughs> you know I, that too I'm, well, don't I'm you? laughing because I so appreciate it. Yeah. As a former teacher, I think yeah. I was compared to Satan more than God. So <laughs> yeah. Well, that's grateful. why. That's why. That's one of the reasons why. We, why this book is here now. It's it's to help us see things a little bit differently than we had before. Because I probably felt that way when I was in high school too. But when I reflect back, I'm like, gosh, I wish I wish I could have had a little bit of a different perspective to be able to see God at work in yeah. the people around me. That makes total yeah. sense. So a student does this devotional um, for a month, yeah. and they answer that question every day. How, where did you see God today? What are some other things that they might experience or conversations that you're really excited about teenagers having yeah. when they go through this book? Yeah, well, I, I think from a really high level, the whole thing is structured off of the fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, so I think students having the opportunity to discover what those are, maybe to learn about them in a different way than they have if they mm -hmm. grew up in church or are familiar with them is a really cool part of this book. But I also think it's the actionable and activity-based learning mm -hmm. that takes place over the course of those four weeks. So um, there's activities once a week that are actually like, hey, stop and go and do this thing or try this thing or write this thing down or, mm -hmm. you know, hand these out, rip them out of the book and hand these out type activities that are there for them to be able to apply the concepts that they're learning. Um, mm -hmm. But each day, there's also a lot of space to write and reflect at times to draw, whatever yeah. it may be, um, to really take action on the concepts. So that really excites me. It feels a little bit different because of those things that are in there. Those sorts of activities I thought were really interesting. And they came up, you know, recently you and I have been having a lot of conversations with some of our colleagues about the future yeah. of ministry yeah. and the future of youth ministry and what mm. 
this this ministry is going to look like in 10 years. And you have seemed to really have a heart for spiritual practices and spiritual habits with teenagers. Where do you see that playing into the future of youth ministry in the next 5, 10, 15 years? Yeah, I I just don't think— I don't think we can overemphasize its value. I just think it is going to be and is now so important mm-hmm. um, for people to actually live out what Jesus's example was to us 2,000 years ago mm-hmm. would change the world. It's what changed yeah. the world 2,000 years ago, and it's what we're invited into today. Um, and spiritual practices are a great way to begin to form and to begin to look like Jesus. So mm-hmm. um, whether that's silence or solitude, it could be scripture reading. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be community and sharing mm-hmm. a meal with a group of friends or whatever else. Um, those practices are what help form us into Christ-likeness. Mm-hmm. So You know, I know discipleship is a buzzword and has been within the church and within youth ministry for a really long time. One of the things that I discovered as a youth pastor over these last few years Mm -hmm. was how often I talked about discipleship versus Mm -hmm. the discipling that was actually taking place. And I'll never forget this one instance. Uh, It was was, um, after youth service, we had come back and started gathering again together. There was an intern on our team. She was a high school senior mm-hmm. and super bought in, super involved, volunteer, all of those things. And after service, our team, we were all debriefing and some of the team was having side conversations and and she was sitting near me. And I just said, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. And I never would have guessed the response to that question got. I mean, she just started bawling. Oh, I was like, what is, I don't yeah. know what I just asked, I guess. <laughs> um, so I said like, hey, like wh- what's going on? How are you doing? And she just said, As soon as this Sunday night experience was gone, Mm -hmm. I had no idea what to do when it came to my faith. Oh, wow. And that was like a stop me in my tracks moment. Mm -hmm. Like that was a, oh, wow. Like there's so much we can talk about in there. But I Mm -hmm. also felt the burden and the conviction as a youth pastor of like, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe the the systems that we have aren't necessarily working or giving the results that we would hope they would get. Um, maybe there's some changes that need to p- take place. And over these last few years, reflecting on that moment and many others like it, I can't help but go, you know what, if we could help students have an everyday faith, if mm-hmm. we could help students practice the way of Jesus mm-hmm. in, in really simple and applicable ways, that is what sticks. That mm-hmm. is what will last to college, into mm-hmm. adulthood, and beyond. And um, it's why I'm so passionate about, about focusing on those. I really like that you use the word practices because I feel like sometimes we talk about discipleship almost like it's a thing you have or a thing you don't. And in reality, there's no other skill that we develop in life that we don't practice alongside a coach, alongside a mentor, alongside a team. And I just, I love thinking of discipleship as practice. In fact, I saw this with my own small group. I know I've told you this story before that I was encouraging the group that I was leading at the time to have like quiet time or devotional time with God. And it became very apparent very quickly that when they were freshmen in high school, that was not going to happen. They had no idea where to start. It was a big leap from doing nothing to picking up a book like this and knowing what to do with it. And so with younger students, particularly, I think this is helpful. Um, With that group, we started doing this together. You don't have to do a devotional alone. Mm -hmm. And we would do it together once a week. And when we got to the end of the book, these 14-year-old girls looked at me and said, so can we start the book over? Mm -hmm. And they were just so happy to be able to like do something with their faith 
that felt like they they could do it because yeah, they were amazing. doing it together. So I would say that about this book. I think it is perfectly suited to students individually, but also yeah. to small groups. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also another group of students though that I think it's perfectly suited for, yeah. and that is for those who happen to be in ministries. They're using Orange Curriculum. We don't for talk sure. about curriculum a ton on the podcast, but you are part of a team yeah. that creates a curriculum for high schoolers yeah. called XP3 High School. Yep. And this book is connected to that in some way. So yeah. for those who are using that curriculum, what is that connection yeah. that they can expect to see? Yeah, that's great. Actually, um, I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but right here, it's one of those hidden messages on mm-hmm. the cover is a question, where did you see God today? The cover, by the way. Uh-huh. Streetwear inspired. Hype dad. Bring that full circle. Um, okay. I'm sorry. I love Let's, that. Moving on. Moving I on. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, question, the question you see is, where did you see God today? And that's a question we've been asking all year long. It's mm-hmm. our annual focus mm-hmm. in XB3 curriculum. So throughout everything that we've been teaching, mm-hmm. all the passages of scripture that we've been walking through, um, all the big ideas and, and principles, mm-hmm. um, we've been coming back to this idea. I love that. That all of these different ways of experiencing mm-hmm. God or these different things that we're learning about God actually reveal new ways to see God. So this connects to that perfectly. I mean, it's really written out of that idea. And I think Mm -hmm. it makes a great companion uh, for any students that are walking through the curriculum. Oh, I love that so much. Well, friend, I'm so excited. Congratulations on your first book. I know it's the first of many. In fact, I'm sure you've already been having (laughs) conversations about when the next one's coming out. But for this one, it's called How to See God, Four Weeks on the Fruit of the Spirit. You can pick it up at howtoseegodbook.com. Yep, that's it. Um, You can also find it on the Orange Store. But for now, thanks for joining us on the Think Orange podcast with Shane Sanchez. Thanks, Crystal. We want to thank you for joining us to talk about what's new in 2023. If you like this episode, we would also love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to check out our brand new devotional, How to See God at howtoseegodbook.com. And since we're talking about what's new, we're also happy to announce a brand new Orange Masterclass with Dave Adamson called Building a Digital Ministry, How to Launch a Metachurch. You can find it at orangemasterclass.com. That's what's new for now. We'll see you next time on the Think Orange podcast.